friends, and welcome to Is Training the Answer, a podcast about finding the answer to learning and development's most frequently asked question. In this episode, we are speaking with Troy Chen. Troy is a senior account manager over at Bloomreach. You can learn more about Troy on our website, istrainingtheanswer.com, and you can feel free to connect with him on LinkedIn and follow up with him on any questions you may have outstanding after this episode. So, John, tell me a little bit about how you how we came across Troy. Troy is actually a, a colleague of mine from uh, organiz- an organization that I worked at a long time ago. We're actually I really cut my teeth on L and D uh, called Structured Web, and he was uh, an account executive there. And I worked in customer service slash learning and development. Uh, so I have a, a little bit of history about Troy. He's a really smart guy, really good at what he does. So really excited to, to learn more about account management and how we can partner a little bit together as uh, L&D professionals uh, and account management professionals. Awesome. Great. So let's go ahead. Let's get into the interview. And then at the end, we'll do a quick recap of some of our, our takeaways and what we're going to apply. So let's just start off by, Troy, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do and uh, your background. I'm currently um, a senior account manager uh, at a company called Bloomreach. Bloomreach, if you haven't heard of the company, uh, quite simply, uh, we're one of the up and coming companies in this whole world of digital experience. You think of some major retailers, websites out there when you go shopping online, uh, to Gap or Wim Sonoma or Staples or Neiman Marcus. And it's really our company behind the scenes that's powering the search and browse and the personalization experience. A lot of data science, a lot of AI, a lot of machine learning going into an experience like that. And uh, so specifically as an account manager, I work with and I run our relationships with some of our largest uh, key accounts. So, Can you tell me a little, a little bit more about that? How would you maybe explain this if, if I was asking you like at a party? Um, yeah. Yeah, you bet. You bet. It's an interesting role, uh, somewhat newer to the company in that as, as our company grew, what we found was a gap uh, in our field coverage is someone like myself that owns and is, is primarily responsible for the business relationship. So we're, we'll talk about training, of course, training, learning and development. Any of those resources uh, at my disposal, I'll uh, help in, if you will apply to a given client situation. So, yeah. So... What are the typical kind of challenges that you might face as you're, you're trying to help your customers achieve their goals? Yeah, and I would say, you know, both uh, overall and certainly from an L&D perspective, there can be certain challenges and, and perhaps ones that come up time and time again is the need uh, for uh, training and retraining our client staff, um, right? So if they came from a different company where they knew our company, Bloomreach, it might be, how did you know Bloomreach? Was it a different service that you were using and then you had to be trained in a new service? Or were you coming aboard and you had no idea what Bloomreach was doing at you know said retailer, so you needed to be trained from ground zero from start to finish? So we do have different offerings, right? For our clients, there are instructor-led classes that two days over the Zoom, you know, will, you know, customize the training, but we have a training curriculum and package, right, that they'll go through. But occasionally, if it's a smaller customer, 
you know, we only need to train one individual at the client, right? So rather than doing kind of a training class that's really meant for five, eight, ten, or more people in a class, uh, and certainly when times are normal, we would go, we would send our L&D teams on site, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, most of the world has been done remote naturally. But one of the challenges is when uh, a customer of ours only has one new team member to train. Mm -hmm. So so then we've kind of retrofitted over time, and that's, I thought it might be interesting to share with you guys. Yeah, we've we retrofitted our L and D programs over time to say, okay, in this use case, one a new cust- one a new individual at a customer needs to be trained. How do we accomplish that in a, a, a quick and cost effective means? All right, mm-hmm. for our clients. Um, so one of the things, and I have to hand it to my L and D partners at, at my current company. One of the things that our folks have, have done is they went out and created a series of, uh, of on-demand videos that are, are short snippets. Mm-hmm. We give the, that company and that new hire access to this training platform so that at least that new hire can come in as part of their onboarding with the new company. Uh, and then we back up that learning with their monthly engagement with our customer success managers. So Let's step back a little bit. And you talked about your L&D team developing these videos um, that people can, can kind of consume at any point, you know, how does that team go about in identifying the need for that specific content? Is this something that you, your department will go to them and, and engage with them is, are they looking at specific data points to identify that this content needs to be created? And if you're the one that goes to them and says, Hey, our clients are having these problems or, some, some people on my team don't know how to have engagement conversations or whatever. How do you interact with your L&D team? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I would say, Rory, that, that is exactly that. You know, I think it's a matter of, you know, working with our colleagues in L&D, giving feedback from, is obviously not just myself, but other field representation, whether you're an account manager, whether you're customer success, you could be an account executive who, who's a new business hunter in, in our world. You know, we probably have 40, 50 of these field representatives across the globe, including myself. But yeah, Rory, I would, I would say exactly that. I think it's it's um, us giving feedback uh, to that team, to their leadership, you know, and, and just hearing that feedback as a, uh, as a gap and as a challenge for our L&D team to kind of come up with something as a gap. Because as they develop these training classes and training curriculum, they definitely do it certainly based on the various software packages that we have. And then there's notions of beginner, intermediate, advanced mm-hmm. classes, both for business users, both for technical users. And then the, the notion of these training videos to answer the question really came as a, as really, you know, hearing feedback from someone like myself, or even sometimes they'll get on calls and, and to help hear the feedback directly from the customer. Uh, right, mm-hmm. which which they're welcome to, and and that's probably even better learning for our L and D colleagues to hear directly from, uh, if you will, the horse's mouth, <laughs> the customers in this case, uh, to to hear about the gaps. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Troy, about the outcome? You know, you have this new tool that's available uh, to you now, and you know it's it's available across all your your customers at this at this point. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's great. Um, something that I really have to tip my hat to my L&D colleagues who, who created the program, who keep it updated, because uh, now it's really become 
very easy. You know, send a customer when they have this uh, need, they have this request, an account manager like myself will just send the link, you know, and mm-hmm. a, the customer, the end customer can, you know, create their own account once they're given access and um, off they go. Uh, so it's really become a nice self-serve and it's really become a nice informational portal that mm-hmm. you can not only just offer the self-service videos, but anything else that we, you know, we need to share with the customer uh, we can in, in this particular package. So yeah, it's been great. And um, perhaps most importantly, the biggest uh, litmus test is the positive feedback uh, from the customers who are given access and go through this self-service uh, video training. So, yeah. That's fantastic. And I'm sure any opportunity that you have to help the customer achieve their goals is helping you to achieve your goals, right? So there's a symbiotic relationship there uh, in, in terms of, of making that happen. Are there other areas, Troy, or other challenges that you feel like L&D has a part to play in, in helping you solve either for your customer or for yourself uh, so that you can achieve your goals? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, ultimately as an account manager, I, I'm goal to retain and, and grow our client base naturally. And so putting in that lens, the scores of customer satisfaction, net promoter scores and any other feedback, you know, mechanisms that we do uh, with our clients, uh, utmost importance to us, right? To, to at least job number one is to maintain our client base. And then certainly as, as our desires to grow uh, over time and, and grow our accounts and you know provide more solution and services that they can invest in over time. So yeah, so the L&D aspect of that, super important, right? Super important. The, the new hire we just got done talking about, but also you know when there are new features and functions, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than uh, a myself uh, or the customer success colleague I have an account, which we do anyway, by the way, we'll have monthly calls and make sure that, hey, Mr. Ms. Customer, you're using product number one and product number one just came out with feature five, six, and seven. Uh, are you aware, Mr. Ms. Customer? If not, of course, we educate them. And in, in some instances, to answer the question, we'll show this and they'll, and depending on the feature, there will be a formal training on that. And again, whether it be a video or, or a whole uh, program, curriculum rolled out, depending on how big that change is. So getting back to, you know, one of the things that people like about Bloomreach is that we're a very um, innovative company. We, we come out with a lot of different new solutions, new services, and we keep adding to the portfolio. And hence, the learning and design aspect is very important, right, to keep these customers uh, up to speed, uh, as well as, you know, trying out different things, certainly from our company. So. How do you engage with your learning and development team when you identify a need? Is there a form you fill out? Do you just email somebody directly? Do you call them up? You know, take them out to dinner? Like, how do you engage with? I yeah. mean, I would love free dinners. Nobody's doing that, but you know, how do <laughs> right. how do you engage with the L and D team in your organization? Yeah, a couple of different ways. Certainly, when times we're, we're a pretty distributed company, so even when mm-hmm. times are normal, we're we're all throughout uh, certainly the U.S. and global offices. So I, I, I really wish there was more in-person uh, interaction. <laughs> Probably the most common way, certainly we can email our colleague and we can call them. We, we know who they are. The, probably the easiest way is they, they opened up their own Slack channel. So we Slack internally. Okay. And so they have their Love own it. Slack channel. And so any idea, question, request goes to that kind of team Slack channel for our L&D colleagues. 
-hmm. one of our L&D colleagues will pick it up and we'll, usually will respond or we'll say something like, Troy, thanks for the idea. That's a great idea. You know, we'll try to work that in or if they have, you know, certain questions, they'll fire that back or sometimes a need to have a, a, a follow-up phone call, right, to, to mm -hmm. kind of flush out the idea. Uh, Slack seems to be the most common way for providing feedback and, and guidance or even asking a question to our L&D colleagues. So the follow-up question then, you know, what does somebody on L&D have to take into consideration when working with account managers? How stressed for time are they to sit down and develop content? How do they typically think about training, development, what they do, their needs? Are their turnarounds very quick? Well, you know, based on what you're telling me, it sounds like you guys need pretty quick turnarounds for your training needs because they're somewhat client-based. You don't really have a lot of time to waste. Is that a fair assessment? What do I have to really think about when I'm, I'm working with uh, people in account management? Yeah, I, I, um, absolutely. I, I think not just account managers, I'm sure, you know, in, in our day jobs, everyone's probably stressed for, for time. Um, but I, yeah, anyone client facing or even internal, everyone's got their own projects and deadlines and things. But um, for sure, I, I would I would agree there, Rory, that, you know, things to keep in mind working with account managers. Um, sometimes our attention span can be short. <laughs> All right. Speaking of yours truly. Um <laughs> Stress for time, yes. And I would think with learning and design, um, I think what at least what I've seen that worked well with our clients is, yes, address the need and the use case, and, but mm -hmm. also keep it simple, right? Try to keep it, okay. in this case, going back to the example where we're recording videos, try to keep those videos short and crisper, right? And, and hit the points. And even if we do them... You know, we, I, I know that my colleagues experimented with longer videos or shorter videos, right? And if the shorter videos, you might, to capture the full curriculum of a topic, you might have to chop up the videos, right, into snippets, right? And mm -hmm. we've, we've seen that has, has worked better than a longer video that's maybe 30 minutes or 45 or an hour, just getting back to that, that YouTube example, right? It, people are used to just watching YouTube for a minute or two and, and then moving on or, or maybe five, 10 minutes max. So in terms of other things to keep in mind when working with account managers um, or, or field salespeople, um, you know, they'll probably bring an idea to an L&D uh, expert. And then really, it's, it's of course, it's going to be up to that L&D professional to kind of you know, take the idea or request and run with it like you guys would normally do, I'm sure. Right. So so I think, you know, account managers probably will have. Oftentimes, you know, a customer feedback topic might come back to the L&D team as a complaint, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Hey, we're missing this or, you know, my customer said blah, blah, blah. And it, and it can be reactionary, it can be in the heat of the moment sometimes. Um, we're all human, right? So, uh, so, so I think on occasion I've seen that, you know, in my own company where, you know, the account manager, my colleagues, myself, you know, should remember, take a deep breath, you know, and then, and then bring it to our internal teams. But then all, oh, and, and your point Rory, is good about, um, of course it takes time, right? It, it obviously takes time, necessary time on, on the L and D side to create, um, it, it, especially if it's a program or even if it's a video, right? It's going to take time to turn that around. So, um, but I, I, hopefully most account managers would understand that, but, but anyway, hope that helped uh, answer the question, but I think those are some Totally. Key points yeah. to keep in mind. 
No, I think that's great, Troy, because I think there's a flip side to that, right? So there's the, you know, you call it a complaint or, or feedback, right? So you get feedback and you take it to L&D and, you know, I think we can all kind of focus on a specific topic or idea and say, hey, this is something that we need to fix and, and we, we need to fix it right away. But there's another side to that, right? Like your goal is to keep the customer happy and to engage them and to sell more services to them. So the more opportunities that you have to, to do that, or, or you know, the, the more you can increase that CSAT or maintain that CSAT or that NPS or the relationship, really the better, right? There's, there's pressure on your side as well, I feel like, in terms of doing your job and managing the account is it does that make sense yeah no i I definitely agree with you uh john there's um definitely um goals expectations uh on the account manager right uh occasionally pressures right if Mm -hmm. they come up against a deadline um and i think the 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 people who have either been doing it for a while or can kind of you know, understand kind of the ebb and flow of any job, but certainly in this case, the account manager job will know that there's going to be um, peaks and valleys to your point. But, um, and hopefully, you know, when we're selling or at least positioning an L and D, it's usually a good sign, right? That, that, that client perhaps brought on a new hire, like I was saying before, and, you know, wants to train, you know, that new hire on, on our company's solutions. Um, so meaning they have an interest in using it, right? You know, whereas the, the flip side of that naturally is, you know, if we don't have engagement from a customer, they're not responding to us, then we don't have any, you know, L&D to position or to offer because the client's just not like, you know, we're, we're calling and there's nobody home kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that that's horrible. And that usually when we get, you know, those situations, which is not often, thankfully, but, uh, you know, then that that's a churn risk naturally. Right. But yeah, but no, they're, they're definitely... Um, challenges, time pressures on, on the job of the account manager. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, you know, really hopefully up to that individual professional to manage those accordingly and to work with colleagues like an L and D appropriately for sure. But I, I think one of the things I'm, I'm kind of keying in on here, one of the things that I love is, well, first of all, L and D is a revenue generator for you guys, which is fantastic. That That's, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's a good thing because then, um, that shows that your organization will theoretically invest in L&D because you're, you're selling that as part of the service, right? But on the other side of that, I, I, I don't know, I like this idea of customers asking for learning as a sign of engagement, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if before this call, I would have thought about a request like that um, and, and that kind of... Uh, I guess in that way, like this is a, this is a really cool thing. Like this is a show that the, the customers want what we have and they want more and they want to learn about it. A- a- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and like we were talking about, you know, what, you know, the, the how certainly perhaps is, I don't want to say the easy part, but mm-hmm. the, the part um, that, you know, is, is definitely um, and hopefully interesting to your listeners is that yes, you know, L and D in, in our world is, absolutely important um we've certainly learned that along the way we we've taken we've listened to customers we expanded the offerings we've tried different um mechanisms mechanisms to deliver um those in this case uh, trainings and, and different learnings 
Um, the, by the way, the other thing that it, it has expanded into another form of learning and, and development for our customers, we talked about those on-demand um, training videos that are part of our training platform now. But what we have also offered uh, from our L&D um, partners are um, monthly uh, no-charge uh, webinars. Um, That's fantastic, Troy. I love that. It's a great it's great that you guys did that, um, especially early on in the pandemic, but it's, it sounds like the organization is getting a lot organization and like Bloomreach and your customers are getting a lot of value out of it. I love that you called out that having a training request coming from like account management is a, it's, you can think of that. You can think of, you can take it in two ways. Like, oh man. Now I have to train, like somebody had a request. Now I got to try to build training around this, right? Um, does everybody need this? You know, th these are all the questions like an L&D person might ask themselves, but I would actually ask them to, to maybe flip that and, and try to think of it as like an opportunity. This is a great opportunity. Yes. This customer is taking the time to engage with us. They're giving us this feedback. They're saying, hey, these are things that, that we need. And you as the account manager, you're the person who's who's dealing with them day to day and getting that feedback. Um, and it's, you know, it's up to the organization and L&D to kind of prioritize the work. But this is a sign of positive engagement. And I never really thought about it that way. Um, and you really kind of opened my eyes to that just in terms of this is a positive thing. Like the customer's asking or, or customers are asking for this. Yeah, and and I would what I would add to that, and I think that that's exactly right, John. And mm -hmm. and you know, from my perspective, those customers taking the time to give us L and D feedback are, are really, I would I would dare say, put in the bucket of the best kind of customers. Because, mm -hmm. like you just said, they're they're not only using the product, they're they're engaged. They 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 really are coming from the perspective. It's not it's not a complaint. It, it's feedback. It's it's meant to make. Our company stronger, better. Um, you know, in our world as account managers, you know, we, we try to make the relationship less vendor customer, more business partner, right? Mm -hmm. And so, as business partners, if we're sitting down either over a Zoom or hopefully, you know, in person over a coffee or, or, or a beer and, and getting that kind of, you know, hey, Troy, you know, we really like Bloom Reach, but we wish, you know, you guys would do. X, Y, and Z better, right? And let's say mm -hmm. X is maybe something up the L&D alley. Well, that that's awesome, right? Because that mm -hmm. means the customer is looking at us as a business partner that they're taking the time to share that feedback. They care, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Because the flip side of that, to your point, is, is if a customer is not engaged, like I was talking about before, or if they don't care, or if they don't like Bloom Reach, or if they don't like me, or whatnot, um, guess what? They're not going to take the time to give us that feedback, right? Yeah. And, and that that's obviously a place where we don't want to be. Um, so yeah, so no, I love it. Uh, thinking about it that way, absolutely, is a positive thing um, that hopefully people listening to this will, will take as a positive thing mm -hmm. uh, as an LD professional that, um, you know, if an account manager, you know, in your own company comes to you with some feedback or an idea or suggestion, uh, either coming from an account, uh, your colleague or more importantly, in this case, coming from a customer, mm -hmm. um, I think that kind of feedback is gold and, and, and absolutely uh, positive. One thing that, that I'm very interested in is 
maybe some things that haven't gone so well. Uh, you've done a training, you've pushed out a training for clients, um, but you're still getting questions, right? You're your, your clients are still asking questions that are simply answered in the training. You know, how do you attack that? Do you tell them, hey, go do the training. You look at the data. They've taken the training. Do you adjust it? Um, you know, how do you approach that type of feedback? Yeah, that's a great question because uh, we, we get that. Absolutely. We, we, we absolutely get that. And it's just some, sometimes as the account manager myself, it just makes you sit there and scratch your head. I'm like <laughs> what? I, I just gave you, I just gave you that, that training link, or we just had, you know, the, your customer success manager run through that live for you. Or, you know, I, I try to ask, um, was for feedback, right? Was it something Mr. or Ms. Customer about, in this case, let's call it a training video, Yes, you went through the training video, and, and as you said, Rory, yes, we have the data. We can see in the analytics that they went through the training, and the, you know, that, and we can even see nowadays in the, these platforms, as you guys probably know, we can see if they were paying attention, were they engaged, right? We have all that data, and so we'll definitely go and take a look at that, right? And let's let's play out uh, this scenario to your question that, you know, let's say they went through the the program, they they paid attention, and yet, like you just said. They still have questions. Then what? And so, after taking a deep breath and, and then trying to help the customer, um, you know, we can offer to do a couple of things, right? But but to your point, you know, if they had particular feedback on the training, then yes, we want to input that feedback. Uh, perhaps even you know get a, a member of our L and D team on the call with the customer to hear that direct feedback. That that's you know uh, been the case sometimes, right? Um, but then also, you know, the customer, then what do we do with that customer? Because he or she's, I don't want to say at a loss, but they didn't get what we wanted them to get out of the training. So um, in a lot of cases, depending on the module, depending on what, you know, they're learning, myself or their customer success manager from our company, we can take the time to kind of walk through the solution. That, let's call it the dashboard. And let's say they're looking for a certain analytic report. You know, we can do that and kind of, you know, while it's, um, time, right, on, our, on taking out of our hands, and we, we, in some instances, perhaps, I hate to say, don't want to do that, but you know, we have not have to, but we, we should do that um, because ultimately, like we were saying before, if if, uh, if I'm as the account manager, gold for customer satisfaction, retention, and unhopeful growth, then sometimes we have to do what it takes, uh, right, to to make that cup that customer happy. Um, in terms of you know if things what else if things uh, if they didn't go well what else we would do um, sometimes it's also um, I hate to say it's kind of obvious but sometimes it's repetition right mm -hmm. uh, getting back to your question Rory about the customers asking the same question two or three or four times mm -hmm. and then you got to think about you got to sit and think about you know well. So if it's the training or if it's us individually, I can't, I can't remember this happening. So hopefully it's, it's not a, a case where this happens a lot, but it can happen that, you know, for whatever reason, customers just not getting it. Um, mm -hmm. Then, you know, things like maybe trying a, a different person on our side to talk to them, right? Maybe it's uh, either how I would show them or a customer success person show them, um, 
you know, it, it depending on where the customer is, certainly we, we certainly have the ability now that things are opening back up to go on site. And sometimes, you know, you want to be, you know, on site sitting elbow to elbow, maybe rather than on the computer, maybe starting with something on a whiteboard, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of flowing through things that way. Uh, and I, I could potentially see, especially if it's, you know, more of a technical kind of concern, right? Um, um, but anyway, I hope that answered the question. But those are just some things that, you know, if things don't go well, what happens? <laughs> yeah, we try our, so we try our best, but just some, some options that we can offer the customers. Yeah. So we have one last question for you. What's something you're into right now you can recommend to our listeners? Give us something cool, a book, a movie, an album. What do you got? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, um, it's been a while, but I happen to, uh, book-wise, I'm a big biography guy. Okay. Uh, always have been. I always, always like biographies, and I don't know how exciting this is per se because it's been out for a while. But uh, um, I just happened to, um, speaking of the hopefully the end of the pandemic and going back to traveling and life on the road, it I did a trip last week uh, all the way to the West Coast and decided for that long flight from the East Coast to pick up a book. Mm-hmm. And I picked up um, I picked up uh, uh, Barack Obama's book. Oh, um, nice. I'm not a big political guy, but uh, I'm about halfway through it already. And uh, it's a really good book. It's really neat. Um, just a, uh, It's a story of him kind of, if you guys uh, haven't read it yet, it's really the story of him deciding to run both for Senate in Illinois and then ultimately for the presidency and kind of um, what I heard on an interview, uh, prior to selecting, you know, um, deciding to read his book, uh, was that what I found interesting, it really puts his reader in the shoes as if any of us were running for president and kind of the mm-hmm. steps he went through and the trials and tribulations. And not that I would ever run for president, but I thought that was pretty <laughs> interesting, uh, to see, you know, someone like that, um, regardless of, political beliefs or affiliations or whatnot. I just thought kind of the, the process that he had to go through um, mm-hmm. was, was pretty, pretty interesting. Again, I'm only about halfway through it, but, but highly recommend. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Troy, thanks for joining us today, man. This is a great conversation. Really appreciate your time and your insights. Thank you for inviting me. Super happy to participate. What a great conversation. Really learned a lot. Some really terrific information Troy shared with us and, and really some amazing, amazing takeaways. John, what's on the top of your mind right now? I was really impressed with his explanation around partnering with mm-hmm. a customer and how he explained it, like sitting at a table with them and drinking a beer and having a conversation and how he applied that or, or aligned that to feedback. For me, that was just a great way of looking at uh, like a negotiation or a discussion or a partnership where you're both on the same side. You're just trying to come up with a great solution to a challenge that you might be having. In this case, a customer coming to him with a challenge that they're having, a gap, and then him taking that gap and bringing it to learning and development. And I feel like if we take that same approach where... um Take strip away the emotion, right? Strip away the urgency sometimes that we get when we have somebody who who just comes to us and says, I have a request, like I need this done today. Somebody said this and now I need everybody trained on it. But we really just sit back and we reflect on the request and we we talk with them about the need and the challenge and the gap that their customer is seeing or the gap that's being seen in the organization. 
and then working together to determine, okay, how are we going to address this? Is this a learning issue? Is this something that learning can support? How can we support you? Uh, and then, you know, moving on uh, from the conversation with that really positive point of view uh, and really thinking in terms of hey, the customer's asking for this or the organization mm -hmm. is asking for us because they've seen a gap uh, and it's an opportunity for the organization to, to grow uh, and to improve. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing point. And one thing that I really loved that he talked about was building that relationship that it's not just client gives us money or client make the sale, but that this is a relationship, an ongoing growing relationship with him, his team, and how he envisions and knows how L&D fits into that relationship, right? That they want to know more, they want to grow, and part of success for them is that learning and in order to meet that need and in order to help their in again the terms client but it's really like quote unquote friend mm -hmm. to succeed they need to engage learning and development to create those engaging content and help them grow and succeed and and solidify that relationship, that foundation, that we're here to help, not just sell them a product, but that L&D is involved in that. And I thought that that was really amazing. Yeah, for, for their organization, uh, for Bloomerange, L&D is part of their revenue model, right? They're generating money off of uh, the education of customers on their product. And I really like the fact that, you know, during COVID and, and the pandemic, uh, even in just in the environment that, that we have today in terms of, uh, I think they were saying like they had to onboard so many people, right? The war for mm -hmm. talent. Uh, I, I thought it was great that L&D and the organization partnered together to come up with a solution and something that provides value to their customers that, that Troy was really happy with as an account manager. And it sounds like uh, the organization was, uh, was, was really happy with as well and, and their customers. Yeah. And also that they use training as some sort of feedback mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we took this training. It was really great. It would be awesome if we could also do this. Yeah. Right. And then they have those conversations with their account managers. And then the account manager talks with the development team or whoever else. But that it is used as a feedback me mechanism for the product as well. Yes. And I also love the fact that L&D was given the opportunity to actually have a seat at the table sometimes during these conversations mm -hmm. and hear it directly from the customer. That's just awesome, right? You want that firsthand uh, feedback if, if you can get it. Um, I also liked the fact that L&D had Slack channel and yeah. Troy knew exactly where to go if he had a question about L&D or a request for L&D, that means that that team, that L&D team has done a really good job of communicating to the organization or at least being available where the organization does their work. In this case, maybe Slack, somewhere mm -hmm. else, maybe MS Teams, but they're easily accessible and people can connect with them to have a conversation about learning needs that, that they're finding or questions that they have, I think that's really important. 
I also um, love that he gave us some insight into his goals mm-hmm. as an account manager mm-hmm. and some of the measurements that are being used in and to determine uh, how the customer feels about working with Bloomreach or feels about the organization. So there's uh, NPS, which is Net Promoter Score, if you're unfamiliar, uh, and then CSAT, which is Customer Satisfaction. So those, if you're unfamiliar with those terms, those are two ways that customer service teams, account managers, uh, measure the satisfaction of uh, their customers uh, with the service that's being provided to them. So this is an opportunity for, I think, those who maybe are newer to the L&D field, don't work with account managers, maybe not on the customer service side, or aren't using NPS currently, which I think you should, um, to measure their learning, to you mm-hmm. know take a, a little bit of a deeper dive into into those metrics and, and have a better understanding of them and, and know that those are important to account managers. Growing uh, the their customer accounts, that's important to account managers. That's how they're measured. So understanding how these professionals are measured for performance, is going to go a long way, I think, in terms of kind of understanding where they're coming from and having really good conversations with them. Yeah, that's, that's a fantastic point. And that's definitely one of my biggest takeaways is just knowing how they work, what's important to them. Um, and that's, you know, that's why we're doing this. You know, this is one of the things that I'm super excited about is just learning from people in these fields about what's important to them. Cause so much of my daily work is just doing the work, right? You really have time for these conversations. And so I may have to go pick up that book that he mentioned as well. Uh, oh, Obama's like a, book. A really good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody talks about it and, and even Michelle's book as well. Um, everybody says that's amazing, but I think that'll wrap it up. Right. That'll wrap up this episode. Um, So everybody be on the lookout for our next episode, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, you could check us out on our website at istrainingtheanswer.com. There you could sign up for our newsletter, which will be chock full of stuff like recaps, guest information so you can can connect with them, takeaways, all sorts of stuff. And again, to John's point, if you have any questions or you have any thoughts about the episode, reach out to us. Send us an email. We're happy to to continue the conversations there as well. So I'm Rory Sachs. I'm John Parcell. Thanks for spending time with us.